Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. This is your host, as always, from Movie Lovers Unite, John DiGorio, and I just want to sit, talk about something real quick, and that is Audible. What is Audible? I'm so glad that you guys asked. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audio books, ranging from bestsellers like Anne Rice, Stephen King. The list just goes on. Their whole entire catalog, when it comes down to the audiobooks, is just fantastic. If you're on on the road and everything and you want an audiobook and you want to download it fast, go ahead, go to Audible. You're not going to regret it. They actually have a trial right now that you guys can actually jump on. You can actually go on ahead, go to the link, and it'll bring you up to that trial. And a matter of fact, every month, members actually get one credit to pick any title plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection and access to Daily News Digest from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Another thing too, guys, that's not all they have. They also have, they also have, finish, if you actually want to go ahead and do some things to actually better yourself for 2021, they have stuff for that too, like finishing more books or becoming a better parent, leader, or a person. How-to books, which is something that everybody seems to grab onto a lot lately and everything else. So if you guys are actually looking for something to maybe better yourself for 2021, go on ahead, check out those books as well. They have a big catalog. You guys won't regret it. Go ahead, click on the link below in the description notes. Go on ahead. You guys won't regret it. Sign up for that trial period. And always, until next time, stay safe, guys, and enjoy the show. And God bless. And hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. With me today, I have Charlie with me and my good friend Frenchie, and it's good to have you back on, man. It's been a while. Yeah, life is crazy, my friend, but I'm happy I found a little hour of my time to to redo some movie news, because, like you said, it was due, my friend. And um, yeah, thanks for having me on. I've been busy also with uh, creating new shows on on, uh, Schmozo North. But yeah, man, uh, I'll, I'll try to get on as much as I can this month with you, bro. Okay, awesome. Can't wait. So, Charlie, I know that we have some movie news going on. Tell us what we have first. Well, I guess we'll go ahead and start with the uh, the, they've been, um, the casting for Knives Out too. We got um, um, this week, first they announced earlier this week, I think it was yesterday, I believe, they announced Dave Bautista joining the cast. And now they now they got Ed Norton joining, um, joining uh, Daniel Craig for Knives Out too. So... So that was yesterday. Um, Rianne Jor- Johnson's directing again. Um, no details have been released regarding Norton's character in the upcoming project. Norton will next be seen in Wes Anderson's romantic dramedy, The French Dispatch. Um, so again, no, no news regarding Knives Out 2 um, about the, the plot or anything. Essentially, it's Daniel Craig returning back as the role. Um, yeah, I think that, that's it. So it's just a Casted Ed Norton and Dave Bautista and Knives Out too, which is actually going to be on Netflix now um, instead of in theaters, I guess. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. I like the fact that they actually casted uh, Edward Norton as well as Batista. Uh, I could actually see Batista probably being the killer in this one or the main antagonist in some way with Daniel Craig. But I'm excited because of the fact, too, Edward Norton's uh, going on ahead and joining as well. And I have really enjoyed the very first Knives Out movie, to be honest with you, even though there was some predictability as to who the killer actually was. But something just tells me that Daniel Craig is just going around different places and solving different crimes. So I'm thinking that this might be another whodunit kind of case where it's another family they have wind up having a murder or something like that. I'm just speculating. There's no other news or information as to what the plot is, but that's what I'm insinuating it is. But what do you guys think? Well, I've 
don't I don't know if I've seen Knives Out or, or not. I, it's one of those movies I may have fell asleep on because I know the plot tells me something. At the same time, I can't remember anything. But uh, for the fact that Dave Batista is on the project, I'm excited in a sense that I always like Dave Batista and mm-hmm. all he does, even the James Bond. He, is he the best actor? No, but so yeah. wasn't The Rock in the first like three, four years, right? Uh, it took some time to get the, the Rock we have. I see the progression with Batista, and I actually hope he's going against stereotype. He's not playing the henchman killer guy. I hope he actually has either a good guy persona or like a police persona, something just different than what we saw before, because he does need to evolve. That's what made The Rock good. He did kids' movies, you know? He did uh, action. He did real stuff. He did sports. He evolved. So as long as it's something different, uh, I'm extremely, extremely curious. Um, Same. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited that Dave Batista's in it. I mean, the fact that, it, I mean, he, he's great as Drax. Like, I mean, I think, like, that was, yeah. I mean, that, that was, that was the movie for me that got me, like, oh my God, Batista's great. Like, I mean, and he's from DC too. So um, I, I followed him in his wrestling days. So I know about him. Um, and then I actually got to meet Batista uh, at a, 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 a awesome con. Um, it was like I got a photo op with him and Michael Roker and Sean Gunn for the part of the Guardians thing. So he's just he's so down. He's so nice. And um, I'm interested to see what his character is. And I'm interested to see how why they're calling it Knives Out 2. Is there some sort of correlation to the first one? Um, I personally wasn't much of a fan of the first one. Sure, there's aspects I liked. Um, but I mean, overall, I just like I just I didn't care for the first one. So I'm interested on this one about. There's going to be some other character besides, you know, Craig from the first one that's coming back to make it a sequel. I mean, um, you can't really call it a sequel, but Knives Out 2, unless unless you've got to correlate it to the first one in some capacity. I don't know. Uh, Yes and no, unless they go in the route like... um, Anthology? Yeah, like it's an anthology, like the same character, but you got things like... um, Sinipaho, uh, like or Murder Orient Express. There's other movies with him as the main yeah. character, right? The only thing is, it, 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 there's two in the name, so you would hope there's a connection. But at the same time, uh, it sounds like an old school murder mystery uh, you could have found in a book a couple years back, right? So they can mm-hmm. still use that character and have that style. Personally, I per- prof- probably would prefer. Like I said, I don't remember the movie, and that's not a good mm-hmm. sign, right? So. Well, I know that it made had a lot of buzz going around in the box office. I know a lot of people went out and saw this movie. I saw this when I rented it out on Redbox. To be honest with you, uh, Chris Evans is in it, and then of course he plays like the snobby rich boy that comes in to town Rain whenever. Everything. Yeah, when his father is murdered. Oh God! Yeah, I'm sorry. To, it's in a hotel, huh? No, it's actually oh. in their mansion. Okay. Wow. I mean. No, okay. <laughs> yeah. But, M- movies are, are merging together, apparently. Yeah. Well, pretty soon I might actually be that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you um, know, I think that Dave actually chooses the best scripts for himself because he knows he's not that strong of an actor. But to see him go into the realm of something like this, I'm excited for to see what else he's capable of because I like the fact that he's like, okay, I'm done with Guardians of the Galaxy after the third film. So I want to go on ahead and expand my acting ability somewhere else. And what better way to do it than in Ryan Johnson's new movie, mm-hmm. Knives Out 2, to actually expand that. So I actually like that idea of him breaking mm-hmm. away from Marvel and going into a whole completely different realm again. Because whatever he learned from James Gunn, he can adapt onto Knives Out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he, he will be seeing him in two movies this year anyway. First, um, a week from Friday, he's in the Army of the Dead movie. Um, yep. which is on Netflix, and then he, I think he's believe he's in the Dune movie. I think he's one of the. I think he's a uh, either a henchman or a bodyguard in Dune. Um, so, um, and again, Dune's got a huge cast in that anyway. But we're not. Uh, we're not going to read a Dave Bautista anytime soon. So, <laughs> I, I have a question for you boys. How long does, uh, would it take you think for him to get a leading role? Mm. Well, we've seen him in some leading roles and everything else when it comes to the comedy realm. But I would like to actually see him in the lead roles into like maybe a drama or into something where maybe this movie might actually do it for him. 
to where it might actually be led into maybe another action film or maybe maybe into another drama or something like that. I would like to see him in doubt those kind of roles to see how what he can do mm. to expand on it. Because but I would it, hmm. go I'm sorry, go ahead. But I think it's gonna take a little bit more for him to do it because it took the rock a while to actually get that gravitas for for that audience to go to him and everything breaking away from Disney and doing break and stuff like that. Well, well, if you think about it, yes and no. The Rock, like he had Walking Tall, Two Fairy, pretty early in his career, and that's like leading roles, right? But these are racking up roles, but they're always like the guy with the muscles, but still with a bit more importance because people know him, right? So they're yeah. still present. It's not just henchman number one. Yeah. That being said, he's still not like the main guy with a main character cast uh, as fast as as The Rock. Still mm-hmm. personally. If we really compare to his early filmography, but uh, I actually hope, and this is something I was hoping for, um, for the Rocky never did it. Uh, I would love to have a movie in the vein of you remember uh, Wrestler with uh, Mickey Rourke, yeah, that have Dave Bautista or the Rock making an actual drama about the realities of wrestling and how mm-hmm. it can. You know, money and fame, let, let's say we go to contrary of the rest of money and fame doesn't necessarily mean happiness, even if you, you succeeded and you're well known as a wrestler, right? Mm-hmm. So, something that might be interesting. And I would love to see an actual wrestler play the role, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. I would like to see that. Yeah. Um, I think The Rock, like like I said early in his career, I think the, he had that his first appearance was the Scorpion King briefly in The Mummy Returns. Then he got the spinoff movie. That was yeah. pretty soon. I think that was like a year after. Yeah. And then he was, I think his first lead role was the rundown with him and Sean William Scott. I mean, right. that was, he was great in that. Um, so I think the rock and then had that, I think he had that sort of drama role in snitch, which I thought he was great. in snitch. yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, and and never, yeah. And, uh, and gridiron gang too. Yeah, I mean, The Rock's done a couple of those, and then I think he was on that show Ballers and HBO. So that, I mean, so The Rock's yep. that. We'll see what Batista's do. I mean, he gets a leading role in a sense, kind of like he's the main draw of Army of the Dead. So I mean, he. But it's still, a, it's still, a, that's the thing. It's still like a, a an ensemble, right? He yeah. works, he works often with ensembles, uh, yeah. except for you know James Bond because he's the henchman. But yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy now knives out and get a big ensemble type yeah. of people. Um, it, he seems to work better or more or getting roles anyways that he's not always in the forefront. He can be mm-hmm. shadowed a bit by other ones. Right? Yeah. Well, we'll see. I think it'll be sooner rather than later. We'll see. I mean, there's so many people out there that are doing roles. So it's. Um, I think he's at his point where he can just pick and choose what he wants to do, to be honest. I mean, I don't think he's hurting for money. Mm, no. 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 So, what else do we have? All right. The next um, set of news is regarding uh, what um, from uh, regarding Black Widow. Apparently, David Harbour has been teasing the introduction of the Winter Guard. So, um, and yesterday they released a bunch of uh, character posters. Um, David Harbour took the Instagram to share the Red Guardian poster in order to further promote the film. To MCU fans who aren't familiar with the Marvel comics, his post may not seem like a big deal. But comic book fans and more knowledge about the character's background would clearly know Harbor has seemingly confirmed in major detail about the long delayed movie. Um, and the Instagram caption, which you can see below, the 46 year old, not only mentioned Scarlett Johansson's Natasha Romanoff and Florence Pugh's um, Elena, but he also name dropped Ursa Major, Crimson Dynamo, and Sputnik. Teasing fa- fans should expect to see the live action debut of the Winter Guard. Um, in the comics, the Winter Guard was Russia's answer to the Avengers. The prominent member of the Russian superior team were Ursa Major, a mutant who can trans who can transform into a bear, Crimson Dynamo, Russia's equivalent to Iron Man, um, Vostok slash Sputnik, a robot with the power to control machines, and Red Guardian. Um, so yeah, I I I really like this. I mean, they're. Uh, they're pulling out very obscure things, you know. I know they recently did, um, I think it's Omega and the or something and the the, the whatever team's name is, but uh, they're very interested in bringing in characters that are not going to always recycle, uh, mm-hmm. 
but that open that is open to a lot of interpretation and really just building into something more interesting that we have right uh, so it's a very interesting clean slate and it could be i don't know i'm gonna say this it could be cool to see a different type of like not as good avengers but they're not necessarily bad mm -hmm. right so a bit more like edge to it so yeah, I I'm ever actually very interested, especially if David Harbour's character is interesting because I like what I saw in the trailers. In the trailers, he seemed like he might actually steal the show. Personally, when it comes to uh, like com comedy and um and and the lightness of it all, while still staying badass. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely down to see it. Yeah, I definitely like the idea of them not recycling characters over and over again. We've seen what it was like for when we got the X-Men movies and stuff like that, especially with that last X-Men film, where you can definitely tell the actors and actresses just didn't care yeah. about it because of the yeah. fact that they've been they've been doing the same stuff for a long, long time, and they're like, okay, I'm just going to wake up out of bed, say a couple of lines, and then go back to sleep, basically, because I'm just tired. <laughs> so I'm glad to actually see some new character development, seeing new storytelling finally. David Arbor is actually the perfect person to actually play in the MCU, and also knowing that Russia's playing a part of the Avengers and everything too makes me very intrigued and very interesting to see what their version is like as well. This is actually going to feel like a spy film, so this is actually something neat that they're actually playing around with with a spy film. So that's that's something that I really like. Yeah, I mean, and the action looks badass. Yeah. Uh, still, like I saw another post that still not uh, not confirmed who's playing. Uh, I think it's Taskmaster. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if they're really keeping it close to chess, because there's really no, you know, history or nothing, uh, they're probably gonna try to implement a spin, uh, a, a certain like uh, you know, um, intrigue, uh, and probably have a shock what that could be i'm still probably guessing it's uh it's either her uh, her sister that's a taskmaster or a mom one of the two right mm. so there's probably a, like very it's gonna be a family story sent meaning that you know mm -hmm. the dad is probably good but there's probably a betrayal in the family and you know it's all about like the connections mm -hmm. or sometimes how far something can be that it's you know point of no return you can't yeah. can't fix that relationship if the bad guy is your sister what the fuck do you do right Mm -hmm. Right. It's yeah. kind of like that situation. Damn if you do it, damn if you don't kind of yeah. thing. Exactly. I'm excited to see where this is going, especially since we just got Falcon and Winter Soldier, and one of the characters that they revealed in Falcon and Winter Soldier was first set to appear in Black Widow. Um, so if anybody's listening, it's the Julia Louis-Dreyfus character, Val. She was supposed to be first introduced yeah. into... Black Widow, but they introduced her. So she's probably going to be somehow involved in this movie. Um, she could be Taskmaster. We don't know. The voice is so just dis grumbled in the story. We don't know. And and the fact that uh, Yelena is supposed to show up in the Hawkeye series later on this year too. So there's going to be there's a lot in play here. And like I just want to see how like the, my big thing is how is this going to be big, the bigger picture of the of the Phase Four? What's the bigger theme? Or, or Taskmaster could be an evil scroll. Who knows? I mean, that, that seems to be the theme for the phase for a scroll. So I don't know. Um, I'm excited for it. Like, I mean, I've been waiting for Black Widow for a long time. So the, if they have a cool set of Avengers, they, hey, it just adds more to it. And I'm, I'm all for it. All right. So uh, is there. Uh, well, I'm just like, so, and the only aspect of the last X-Men movie I enjoyed was that final battle scene on the train when all the mutants teamed up to take out, uh, to fight Jessica Chastain and those zombies. I thought that scene was cool. Um, the whole movie sucked, but that final battle sequence was pretty cool. I just got to throw that out there. <laughs> uh, you mean the, the one with the Phoenix? Yeah. I, I think I went halfway and never finished it. <laughs> Yeah. Final battle is actually really cool. Like, uh, I mean, just when they're taking out Jessica Chastain, like she, her and her mutants, they're all on a, it's all on a train, and now you see Charles Xavier and his team, like, all have to team up to take out Jessica Chastain and her crew, and that 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 fight was pretty cool. I mean, that was the highlight of that movie. The whole movie sucked, but that was the highlight of the Dark Phoenix. Okay. Um. So the. Did you want to go talk about the Golden Globes or Dexter next? Let's go I with think, Golden Globes. Huh? Okay. What do you want to do, Trunchy? Uh, I was curious about the whole Dexter thing. So Okay. 
Yeah, let's right. go with Dexter. All right. Yeah, I'm not aware. Okay. So, um, set of news, like I said, it like, took me a while to pick up what was really going on. I read the, when I first read about this, I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. He's not in. So, anyway, um, James Remar, if like, anybody hasn't seen the show Dexter, he played a pretty big character in the show as Harry Morgan, which is Dexter's mm-hmm. um, stepdad. Um, he announced, um, he, I think he says he announced that confirms that the rival is not going to include any of the original cast, including him. Oh, and then other certainly characters certainly came and went. There was a fairly solid core cast in the original eight seasons of Dexter, but it seemed that we shouldn't expect any of them to turn up in the upcoming revival. Showtime announced last year that they're bringing back Dexter. No idea when it's asked. Oh, in the comments, I'll ask, when is Dexter coming back? We don't know. (laughs) As soon as we do, we'll let you know. Um, so James Remore okay. so played Harry Morgan in the original series. He's the adoptive father of Dexter. says, although the character has passed away before the series even began, Remore appeared in flashbacks um, as the, like, Dexter's moral code. While speaking to a fan on Instagram, Remore said Showtime didn't ask any of the original cast to return, although most of them are definitely open to it. He says, I will not be back as Harry Morgan. They just didn't ask any of the original cast back, so I don't know what they're doing. I really have no idea. It's too bad because all of us wanted to go back, but, you know, it's their show, so they're going to do what they're going to do. As Remar himself admits, he doesn't know what Showtime has up their sleeve, so he's really only speaking for himself and any former co-stars he's still in touch with. But as the upcoming season does, does seem to bring a tone, a brand new story, it's possible that they won't be including any of the former associates. That said... Showtime could easily be keeping any of these close to the chest for a big surprise. Um, and, yeah, that was it. Okay. Uh, I kind of hope that they're not taking it, so like setting up for surprise. If there's one show that is really needed to do almost like a soft reboot, they kind of acknowledge, but it's its own thing, and let's leave it. It's Dexter. Because the last four seasons i think we we ourselves the viewers kind of want to forget it right so if they clean slate and they uh, they tell a story that is really worth telling without needing to you know do some fan service to the past all four let's move on bring a mutant a new story and the only thing i would potentially see that wouldn't you know, ruin the whole series because it's attached to our series, but still provide a clean slate is if um, they bring in his kid in uh, in the show. All depending how how long the time space is, you can still continue that very small storyline, but it's kind of hard to ignore. You have a kid out there, bro, you know? So that's the one thing that might return, but the kid, you can't really, you have to recast anyways. So it still right. sticks to the concept of there's no one from the old cast. They never said characters, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And you see, I was thinking at first that Harry might actually be part of, is he's part of Dexter. So I was thinking, okay, maybe there might be some extra lessons that Harry had taught him, and then he's going to use it into this new season. But because in fact, now that Harry's not even being a part of it, I wonder if Dexter's just going to make his own code and do his own thing. And mm-hmm. also too, He's also in another state. He's in Oregon. So, therefore, this is a new way of telling a story because this is Dexter's story in Oregon versus Miami. And basically, you don't really need to have any of the other characters since he's in Oregon. So, to me, it makes perfect sense. And, I mean, look where his, cold, uh, his dad's cold brought him, right? Uh, it, 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 it destroyed his life. Right, so maybe he's angry about it. He probably is going to reference his dad, but like never go back to his dad for advice in his memories. Right, it's time to write your own chapter and live the uh, a life that you should live. Right, as a serial killer should, uh, <laughs> but still, um, it, I like the concept. Just again, it would feel too much like the 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 old show if they they always went to the flashbacks. Right. That's what I would feel like, though, to be honest with you, if they just did the flashback thing again, it'd be just like season one, season one through all, the whole entire seasons, really. So yeah. really, them just expanding on him and making his own code, I'm sold on it if they do it in that kind of direction. Because like you said, it's like a soft reboot. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with them not casting, bringing any of the original cast back because, I mean, like I said, they kind of like fix this is continuing from how it ended in a sense, like. Dexter left Miami. 
like he's like that. But even though he got Dexter got away killing the guy, Deb's dead. Like you, you can't bring her back, even though you kill her in the most dumb way possible. Like I can't remember how did she die again? She, so she gets shot while they're doing something. She says it's a dummy wound. It's like a flesh wound. It's nothing. So she's in the hospital. Dexter and the her boyfriend or former cop Joey or whatever. I, I forgot his name. It's been a while. <laughs> um, they she's fine. Then all of a sudden, out of the blue, she turns comatose and she's a vegetable, like just from a dummy wound, like a flesh wound. No explanation. Explanation why the complications caused the thing is just randomly popped up. Out and then she's a vegetable, and Dexter like t- pulls her off life support and froze her into, froze her into the river while an oncoming hurricane. Yeah. Oh man! Again, soft reboot. Thank God. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I mean, like I said, we'll get, John and I and whoever we'll keep getting more into it once we cover season eight. Once every week, once we get back into the Dexters, but yeah, that that that's like they. Like, I didn't care about the second cop, and I think with less characters, it means more focused on your main, the main title cards, Dexter, not Deb and Batista, or Miss Suka's crazy sex faints, or <laughs> whatever. Like, it's Dexter. Yeah. That's the whole point of the show. We don't need these side pieces, periods. So that's like the less main people, like I said, I mean, I agree with you, Frenchie. If they mentioned the son in some Cassie, or, right. or, the girl, um, or his girlfriend that took um, uh, the son to London or wherever, and they mention her in a sense. I forgot her name, but I know the actress. But if they mention her in some capacity, at least some thing, maybe like minor characters, that's fine. But if they mention the son, I'm fine with that because he definitely still has a son out there. And it's, we don't like, and we, I still don't know how, like, how much in advance, but like I said, the less original people in it if they suddenly appear at the end i think that's just the cop out i mean if you're gonna do it you got to do in the first episode because it's only 10 episodes but either do it either crap or get off the pot right yeah um so i'm i'm fine with it i mean honestly is i'm okay i'm not too bent out of shape on it because i want to the main point is michael c hall's back is dexter that's the main thing he's going on he's in oregon we get to continue this story and the, so they can unscrew what they did in season eight. So I'm all for it. Um, I'm just looking for a good story. Um, I want I want to see Dexter get somebody and have a good story, like in like no minor side pieces, like characters. I don't really care for that. <laughs> all right. So do want, uh, is everybody good on the Dexter story and everything? Yep. All, all right. So. Do you want to go into the Golden Globe stuff? Sure, Fane. And everybody wondering, we'll be picking more Dexter up later on. Um, we still got, we're still doing our Dexter after show. Um, we're just waiting till we get an official date for when, it, and then we'll be ramping back it up, and then we can go into more depth and how we hated that last season. <laughs> right, exactly. That's going to be probably our um, uh, TV shows to make us cringe, kind of thing for like the last season. Season that's cringing on it. Dexter, what happened? <laughs> what the fuck happened? Season four, here. Rest of the thing. Yeah, but like it went down, but there's still some redeemable. Last season was like, wow, this was not good. It's like it felt like there was like they fired the whole writing cast, the whole like producing cast, and like here, new people for last year. Fuck it up, people. Pretty much. <laughs> exactly. Um, season four was his peak. Man, it just went downhill. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, season four was like the best season of the show. Um, but we'll get into that. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. So that's one of my favorite seasons. Okay, moving on to more um, not so Dexter news. We're talking about the Golden Globes, about how NBC decided to cancel Golden Globes for 2022. Um, as NBC waits to see if the Hollywood Foreign Press wouldn't act any changes after its commitment to reform. Um, in a statement made by NBC on Monday, the company said the decision came as a result of the attempting to allow the Hollywood Foreign Press Association to change in the right way. The Canadian belief that the HFPA is committed to meaningful reform, said the Comcast-owned network this morning. However, change of this magnitude takes time and work, and we feel strongly that the 
HFPA needs the time to do it right. As such, NBC will not air the 2020 the 2022 Golden Globes, assuming the organization exec, ex- ex- executes on its plan. We are hopeful we will be in a position to air the show in 2023. Um, they recently came under fire after it was revealed. Oh, sorry, um, that the HFPA has zero black members, causing controversy over its voting and selection of various nominees. Yeah, there's been a lot of issues way before then about their nominee choices. Um, same goes with the Academy Awards, but and then yeah, yeah. Uh, here, here. Oh, sorry. Yeah, HPA FPA is the Hollywood Foreign Press. Yeah, and and here's what I like imagine my head. The HFPA, sorry, uh, when, you know, we need to change, we're going to change, and then people are like, mm-hmm. okay, so you're going to change, right? Well, it takes time, people. You know, <laughs> it's going to change. But yeah, when? Like, you still haven't added anything. Oh, it's going to change. Don't worry. And this is NBC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it it kind of felt like that, right? It's, I got something better for you, though, man. I got some, I got some juicy stuff here. And, everything All right. and, can, and I want to see if you can piggyback off of it, though. But here's the thing. The Hollywood Foreign Press is the body that puts on the Golden Globes, has 87 members of film journalists who lives in L.A., but works for foreign outlets. The Academy has 10,000 voting members, actors, directors, writers, film, executive musicians, and publicists. But the, the, FP, uh, the HFPA has problems. Representation: eighty-seven members, no black members in at least twenty years. In twenty years, yeah, no black members. And here's the funny thing too, because a lot of people say whoever wins in the, in the Golden Globes kind of dictates what could happen in the Oscars, right? And the Oscars is is you said the Academy is like I don't know, like said a thousand something uh, uh, members, and you know Golden Globes is just a very small fraction. But that very small fraction kind of like distributes the way where Oscar should go. So these are like the powerful people, probably the best, like the the people with actual actual influence that is doing the Golden Globes. If they have that much of an effect with the Oscars, so if they're that white and that like straight and that you know the the most common problem in today's day and age is we have too much of that right so if the people in power are like that and that's what's showing they don't want to change no they don't want to change and they're happy where they are exactly and get this though corruption and voting uh if it wasn't for emily in paris which is a tv series and everything this thing would not have been happening because even back whenever the tourist was actually around remember the movie with johnny depp and angelina jolie Get yeah. this. The people who are part of the Golden Globes, the HFFPA, voted on it saying that's the most terrible movie that they ever seen. They had dropped it on a 20% level scale on Rotten Tomatoes. Golden Globes comes around, right? You know what they do? They give it, oh, this is the best movie ever. You know what? You know why? They want to have Johnny Depp and Angelina Jolie right there, front and center on stage. Was it great? Yes. But was it necessary? No, you're contradicting your own self by saying, oh, this movie was terrible, but wait, let's go on ahead and give them a nominee for this best picture whenever whenever they don't even deserve a best picture nomination. As a matter of fact, you know, I'm going to get into this other thing, too, with Emily in Paris because there's some more stuff with it. But get this. The press gave it negative reviews. Like I said, Golden Globes also gave the tours a best picture nomination, to, and the foreign press was actually the ones who did it. The people who were in charge of it was the reason why. And get this. They've flown themselves in Paris now. They've flown themselves to Paris. Usually when you do a junket, right? Like what John Campion does or what um, all these other people do. They fly them in to um, – they fly them in and then they give you a cheap hotel room. The next day you do your press junket and then maybe the day after you leave. With them, they've stayed for three days, treated them like kings and queens of royalty, and then pretty much they voted on the fact that they could get nominated for Best Picture for, in fact, um, for The Tourist. And this is why like, I like the words, but you got the entertainment side, which the movies itself, the awards personally 
is about politics. This is politics. Right. It's not who deserves it better. You got from time to time, yes, a couple of examples. But in a large part, it's who's got the cash, who's got the influence, yep. and who's hot right now. Exactly. You know, and and it it what drives a lot of you know, it's kind of it's an interesting symbiosis because you can't necessarily in today's day and age have a movie with interesting stars and and some groundbreaking directors and stuff without having the academy because the academy has as as force right has power but same goes for the other way you can't have good movies without the the academy so the politics is part of it but right now it's it's bubbling up the surface exactly and then it's like saying okay we're gonna go ahead give a golden globe trophy to someone that's someone of color but in the all nationality it's just there for show it's just there to say hey look look what i did you see what i did i gave yeah. that to someone of color i gave that to someone indifferent i'm just going to get that pat on the back and that's that's it but we're not going to do anything to change what we're doing behind the scenes but get yeah. this though now you know how i mentioned emily in paris earlier right now she got bad reviews, but Golden Globes gave her best series no series nominations. The writer, the writer of that show, even said that they didn't deserve to even have that nomination. And, I liked it, but hey. and get this: the producers of Thirty People of the Foreign Press flew out to Paris and treated like kings and royalty for three to five days. That's when they flew out, not during the tourist thing. Let me recorrect myself. Yeah. But that's when they ended up flying out for three to five days, being treated like royalty. And then on top of that, the fi uh, financial and properties, uh, which is, a get this, it's supposed to be a charitable organization for money to put into film school organizations. But guess this, the members are getting the money and everything instead of that. So guess what? $2 million is actually being paid to those members and everything. Politics. Politics, exactly. man. It's all about who you know and if you have the cash to, to pay them out. And, you know, they're, they're, it's politics that's tolerated even more than our governmental politics because it doesn't affect policy. It doesn't affect, you know, if you eat or keep your kid or if you're sick or th this affects movies. So no one really cares if there's politics, but they fucking exist. Exactly. And then one last thing, and I'll let Charlie chime in though too yeah. as well. <laughs> uh, but there's like a lot of stuff that's, that was boiling whenever I found this. <laughs> so, you know, uh, but then also, too, the LA, LA Times, uh, Christy Fla, I, I, I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name. I don't mean to. This is a guy who can't pronounce certain names like what we, Frenchie and I, did a reaction trailer to. So please forgive me. Uh, so, anyways. Bushnevich, say it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm good. Thank you for asking. Okay. Bushnevich. Oh, come on. Bushnevich. Bushnevich. No, yeah, you suck. No, I know. So, anyway, <laughs> she's suing the foreign press from monopolizing and a bunch of other stuff. But get this though: the foreign press and everybody else is like, "Oh, you don't really have a case or anything like that on the monopolizing side or anything like that." So, therefore, I think that she winded up having to drop the case. I'm not 100 sure on that, but you can actually read that on the LA Times though. The industries, the industry now. This, I feel like this is a good thing. The industry wants the HFPA to add two new members plus one new member to so that way they can outnumber the old members. So that way it can be fair. Because like I said before, with the Oscars versus Golden Globes, there's more people. This is also why it's like the World Series of movies. Why it's so hard to get nominated because you have all these people involved in it. It's not fair when you have 82 people, 82 members doing Golden Globe nominations and everything. No wonder why they feel like free, free to pass out trophies all the time. Yeah, it's uh, it. it sucks because there's so much things that, oh, sorry. You know what? I just realized I'm not shutting up as much as you are, John. You know what? I'll, I'll hold my thought to Charlie. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, I've had my issues with the, well, the Golden Globes and the Oscars because of who they pick and how they pick it. I mean, I've had issues like Golden Globes. Like, like I said, it's very hard. I mean, when they give the tourists that and the Dark Knight, 
one of the best movies ever made doesn't get a freaking nomination for not only just best picture for the Golden Globes, but an Oscar. Come on, you give it to Taurus. The movie's garbage. Um, it's pretty sad for the uh, that like about the FHFPA when Tom Cruise has won three Golden Globes, had w- returns them to you. He's those are the only three awards he's ever won his career. He gives them back. That pretty much says something because he's he's got no Oscars, no anything. Oh, and the other thing about the, the the whole the whole like oh, it's a precursor. Yeah, I call BS on that because Stallone won the Golden Globe. And he's won everything else. You know what the Academy does? Let's give it to Mark Rylance. Like that is the most epic snub I've seen in a long time. Them giving it to Mark Rylance for Bridge of Spies when Sylvester Stallone probably deserved that award more because he kept getting snubbed after snubbed for his Rocky movies to the Oscars and that. So yeah, um, that's that 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 that's that's a little, little precursor I don't care for. But and the other thing too is uh, Scarlett Johansson's came out attacking the HFPA. Pretty much, she's calling them sexist. Um, yeah. Um, and she pretty much saying, uh, as an actor promoting a film, one is expected to participate in award seasons by attending press conferences as well as award shows. So Johansson said in her statement, in the past, that has often meant facing sex- sexist questions and remarks by the certain HFPA members that bordered on sexual harassment is the exact reason why I, for many years, refused to participate in their conferences. So that's why Scarlett gives you that. Um, and the HFPA is an organization that was leg- legitimized by the likes of you guessed it, Harvey Weinstein to amass mm. momentum for the Academy recognition and the industry follows suit. Yeah, no wonder why there's a lot of flack going to HFPA. Unless there is a necessary fundamental reform with the organization, I believe it is time that we take a step back from the HFPA and focus on the importance and strength of unity within our unions and the industry as a whole. Joe Heinz's statement continues the uh, dam breaking uh, uh, breaking against HFPA, a movement that began midweek when Netflix's CEO, Ted Sarandos, um, kind of like, kind of like with the Sopranos name, so he's probably gonna like whack somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and said the studio would not participate in HFPA events until it revamps its organizational goals. Amazon Studios, the uh, Glad, the Black Journalist, uh, um, uh, um, ASSN, um, I don't know what that abbreviation is, sorry. Um, mm-hmm. Time's up, and many Hollywood publicists have also decried the HFPA's action. Still, sign, uh, still silent is Disney. Go figure. Who's Black right. Widow? Stern Johansson's coming to July theaters and Disney Plus Premier Access. Yeah, no fit. No wonder Disney's staying quiet on this because they keep winning all the time. <laughs> and oh, yeah. I know Charlie and I, I, I said this to you before. It's like the participation trophy for <laughs> for uh, Academy Awards. <laughs> you know, but it's, it's, it's still, it's still dictated. And that's what I find interesting. It's not taken seriously, but often you kind of look at the Golden Globes for forecasts for the Oscars, right? So yeah. I'm conflicted. It's, like it's not taken seriously, but still a precursor, like I mm. said before. It still, it still sets the tone. So yeah. for, for me, it's so, just a big contradiction there. So you feel like it's like the ESPN for the Academy Awards, basically? To set the tone for the Academy Awards, in a sense. Yeah, yeah, kind of. It, like it, it really has influence. So I don't know. It's, it, it's just weird because I know it's not taking it seriously. It, it, the last couple of years has been what the fuck is happening almost on the screen, year, right? Oh the yeah, but year was shit. Like the Golden Globes, I didn't watch it, and then the Oscars was a complete joke. Like. The Oscars itself, like, oh yeah, let's let's not do Best Picture, let's do that before, and then do Best Actor in that, and and then where everybody had a feeling that Chadwick Boseman was going to win the Best Actor, and they don't give it to him, it's kind of, and then they they rush past the In Memorial section, like they rush through that, like the Flash trying to like trying to save his mom and Paradise <laughs> Flashpoint, like. <laughs> Like every like I said, the whole Oscar and it was shoot in it was multiple locations. They shot it in a train station, and everybody's talking for hours. Um, I heard it wasn't great, and it was the lowest rated Oscars in history. And they dropped a lot of ratings, but the fact that like everybody had an inclination that it was going to be Chadwick Boseman because you know he just passed, and that's how they always seem to be like, oh, you just die, we're going to give you an award, like a participation trophy, which I think Chadwick Boseman probably deserved it. 
But I mean, I'm not saying Anthony Hopkins didn't, but the way you set it up in this to let people's hopes down, like it's kind of like you Tanya Harding them, like <laughs> like you 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 bash them <laughs> in the knees. Um, but I don't know, like I said, it's the, like, and then some of the times they do it, but the whole part of the Golden Globes, it's a farce because you have two separate categories, comedy, drama. It's very hard to figure out what it makes the Oscars that much harder. Like sometimes like, like Brad Pitt getting it, he deserved it because he was great. And once by time in Hollywood, there's times that they, they get it right, Mm. but it's very rarely they get it right. All right. Um, see here. I know that we're scraped for time a little bit for you, Frenchie, because I know you have some other stuff that you have going on. Um, do you, are you good for time right now or do you have to get going? Well, I got, I got maybe like three minutes. Three minutes? Yeah. Okay. So let's see here. Uh, what else do we have after that? John, we can go ahead and do that topic question. Yeah, this um, is going to be a fun one, Frenchie. I figured this was going to be a good one for a three minute. Yeah, go ahead. All right, so the topic question, um, who was it from, John? I forgot. My friend Rick from the Rick. Joker Unleashed page. So he says, the question is, if you could replace one character from any movie with a Muppet version of that character, who would you choose and why? Muppet character? Yeah. Any movie? Yeah, I know. And it would be the, the stupidest thing, but it would probably be awesome at the same time. And we mentioned it right before, not too long ago, uh, Rocky in the original Rocky, you, you would have to, to to replace also Apollo Creed by having Muppets fight in a ring. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny. What about you, Charlie? I don't know. I would probably have to do Kermit the Frog in either. Wait. Okay, maybe I, I misunderstand the question then. I think it's any Muppet where um, I think it's um. If you could replace one character from any movie from any movie with a Muppet version of that character, oh, who okay. the reason why? Okay, but I, I wouldn't replace anyone from the Muppets. I would just make Sylvester Stallone a Muppet. Uh, I, the way he's he sounds like right? like it would fit a Muppet, right? Almost so. Okay. Yeah, it, it would be an, uh, a Sylvester Stallone type Muppet. Playing Silver Sister Lone's Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. I would do Kermit the Frog as John Wick because just seeing him <laughs> run around like in the street. <laughs> yeah, he's just floating, you know. Like him running around like this, yeah. like this rent, and then like and then I would and like John Wick too. I would replace the uh, um. Uh, Ruby Rose's character of Miss Piggy and have Kermit versus Miss Piggy in the fight scene of John Wick chapter two. <laughs> I know this is Sesame Street, but for it to go in and John Wick, uh, the the somebody the the the, the person uh, that that gives all the weapons and stuff like that, right? I would see it as Cookie Monster from Sesame Street. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. I could definitely see that. Enjoy your party, like, I mean, I would have to do that. Okay, but who the fuck is Elmo? Mm. Elmo can actually be uh, oh, the owner of the hotel. He's he Winston. <laughs> I, I, I would actually put Elmo as the, the Russian bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I would actually pay to watch that, to be honest. <laughs> okay, who the fuck's Burton Ernie? Okay, wait a minute. <laughs> Um, Bert and Ernie, I think one of them could play, um, the, the guy that, like, the, the one that gives John the marker, um, Santino, I think, I think we can do Bert as him, Ernie would be the sister oh. has to kill. No, I know, like, is that Mon- uh, Monica Bellucci's, or whatever, like, the girl in the, in the tub? No, yeah, that's the sister. Yeah, okay, like, yeah, okay, yeah, good call. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Bert. Bert would be the one that gives John the marker, saying that I need you to do this for me. So Bert will have John kill Ernie. <laughs> um, oh, but yeah, I, yeah, and- yeah. I mean, like, I mean, I would have Kermit as John Wick, and I, yeah, Kermit as John Wick, Miss Piggy as the Ruby Rose character. But Miss Piggy won't say anything. She just be quiet. She just flip. She just she would just flip off Kermit, and Kermit would be the one that just beats up. And then um, Big Bird could be Common's character. 
<laughs> or or what about Suicide Squad as um, as uh, as Muppets? Uh, um, Miss Piggy, uh, Miss Piggy probably would have to be Harley Quinn, which that would be kind of disturbing. Yeah, it really <laughs> would be. Yeah. Fuck. Um, I can see Kermit as Joker, but also too as Pi- as uh, Diablo. Uh, I, I, I would see Kermit as that shot. Oh yeah, Kermit with like with, with a. <laughs> yeah. Oh god! All right. So on that note, uh, I'm gonna let you guys go. Okay. Right. Um, do you, I'll let you do your tags real quick? Yes. Uh, well, obviously, uh, if you do not know, I'm from Schmolzen North. It's another channel. Uh, you, you like John? You like what he does? He's actually on our channel too. I'm on Schmoldown. You know what Schmoldown is? Well, perfect. You're at the right place. We cover that. We talk cover even Star Wars, just the podcasts about life in general. Go sub, go like. We're officially at 210 now, and our goal is to be at at least 300 by the end of the year. So come help us out. Uh, that being said, thank you very much, John, for letting me be on the show. Charlie, you're welcome, always man. a pleasure, my friend. Yeah, you're welcome anytime. All right. You're welcome, man. All right. Good seeing you, man. All right. Good seeing you, Frenchie. All right. Um, so another good one. Another good one would be Kermit the Frog is John Rambo. In the fourth rainbow movie, like just seeing him like flailing while he's on the mini, the mini turret while he's making everybody just Swiss cheese. Like, I, I mean, that'd be hilarious. Him as John Rambo. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna actually have to go with this one though too. I'm gonna piggyback off of Brandy's choice real quick, but mm-hmm. it's gonna be uh, Civil War, Captain America: Civil War. Okay. And I'm actually gonna have to put uh, Bert. As Sebastian Stan with oh, the, Winter uh, the Winter Soldier, <laughs> and let's see here. As far as um, Tony Stark goes, I would have to put. I, of course, I have to put Kermit as Tony uh, as Tony Stark, mm-hmm. and have Miss Piggy as Pepper Potts, <laughs> or Miss Piggy could be Black Widow. Okay, that's even better. To be honest oh, with you, that actually matches Nate, up better. Nate. Ant Man would be Big Bird when he turns into the giant, like <laughs> the, like the giant thing. That's Big Bird. <laughs> I would actually enjoy this, to be honest with you. Uh, let's see. That's another good one. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be kind of funny. Burn Ernie is Crockett and and Tub from Miami Vice. <laughs> oh my God! All I can hear is now the Phil Collins song in the air from Miami Vice. <laughs> Yeah, um, no, I like Kermit as like either Kermit as John Wick because it'd be funny him wailing around like like ah, and he's shooting people in the face <laughs> or Lambo. <laughs> I would also, you know what though? Let's also do Terminator though. <laughs> oh yeah, come with come with me. Like or no, Cookie Monster would be the Terminator. Come with me if you want cookies. <laughs> come with me if you want cookie. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, I just want to see Kermit now as John Wick. Honestly, I just want to see him run around, run around just shooting people. <laughs> That'd be hilarious, though, man. That would be... Uh, okay, so now that we got our Sesame Street Muppet thing out Whatever. of the way, for a topic question, tell me us what you guys would like to see and everything for a, uh, for this kind of scenario and everything, too. Um, comment and everything in the comment section and stuff like that. I think that'd be great. Uh, let's see here. Brett and er- Ernie as Crockett and Stubb from Miami Vice. Yeah. <laughs> you know what would even be better? Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, what, what what, you guys got to figure out which one would be the best one. Like, which which one of the two, Brett and Ernie, would be the one that's be storing all the cocaine? <laughs> I guess he is Bert because Bert's so stressed out. So he's just got to snort it all the time. <laughs> you know what? Let's just do blow with Johnny Depp. Put Bert as, as Johnny Depp's character. <laughs> I mean, he's stressed out all the time, so really? we're not good game. Oh my um, god! Like, this is yeah, gonna this is gonna be separately shot. This is like gotta be, we gotta do a show just on this. Like, right. I mean, like, like, yeah. This is. I, I think we just got our idea for another show. Like, right. just, I was just talking about Muppets as a. Who would be like replacing a movie character with a Muppet or Sesame Street or whatever, and see where that goes? Like I said, I think we got a segment right here. I think so too. I think we got something. 
So, oh my god, okay. like, Bert, yeah, Bert's near in the court cane. I was like, Stop eating cookies in the damn bed. Cookie. Cookie. <laughs> or, or, yeah, I mean, I, or, or him, or Cookie Monster being the one stores the cocaine. I don't know. I mean, God. Talk about ruining people's childhoods. Yep. This is good. That's, what we, that's what we're here to do. Ruining childhoods. Right. I mean, yeah, yep. this is great. So, all right, guys. So now that thanks this Rick, is- for the seg for the segment idea, it's a good one. Like we're gonna have to do a whole show on this. Many shows. Exactly. So, guys, that's gonna be it for our show for tonight. Hold on. What does Dexter have to do with Batista? Okay. Here's the thing. Uh, De- uh DTA Mike. Um, basically, whenever I made the thumbnail, we were- here's the thing. He- we actually had the Golden Globe news that broke. Then we got the Batista joining Knives Out, Knives Out Part 2. So I decided just to make it to where all three of those news stories came together. I know it's kind of like... <laughs> well, technically, there's a character named Batista and Dexter. Right. But Angel still, Batista. we can't... Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, you know, I just decided to make it fun whenever I did put those three stories together. Uh, originally, the thumbnail was just supposed to be something that's just clever and it's kind of funny and everything that doesn't really connect with anything at all. We had some Dexter news that broke and everything. You guys can actually go on ahead, check that out later on. Mm-hmm. We actually talked about that, all right. Uh, oh, okay. That makes sense now. Yeah. That's not a problem, man. I got our thumbnail now throughout that segment about replacing a movie with a Muppet character is either whatever we just talked about or Kermit as John Wick. I mean, I can see us making a thumbnail for that. And like, him, yeah. Most definitely. All right, guys. So like I said before, this is going to be it for our show. I do appreciate everyone commenting in the comments section. I appreciate Frenchie coming in and everything and joining us earlier. It's been a while since he was on the show. It's always good to embrace embrace us with his presence. Like Frenchie said, I'm actually on Mount Schmodown. And I actually do a show amount uh, on there called Mount Schmodown, which is actually a movie trivia show surrounded by other uh, movie trivia stuff and things like that, too. So go ahead and check me out over there. I usually uh, I'm on there at three o'clock central time, four o'clock Eastern on that channel on Saturdays. But guess what? You guys can actually find us here on weekdays and everything as well at eight o'clock central time. That's uh, p.m. Uh, on Monday through Friday, every single time. You guys can actually go on ahead and catch a show over here. Another thing, too, guys, if you guys want to go on ahead, hit us a like, subscribe to the channel, tell us what you think about the show. Also, too, get an audio podcast episode of this show. Another thing, too, is I'm actually having a, a little bit of a tr- – I'm having some trouble with uh, Apple Podcasts right now. For some reason or another, they haven't released the other two episodes from last week. So if you guys can, subscribe over to Spotify or wherever you guys get your podcasts from. And you guys can actually catch up with some of the other episodes I do that I do on the audio podcast side of things, if that's what you guys like to listen to. Another thing, too, is go on ahead and donate to the page. How do you do that? Just go to www.gofundme.com forward slash movie lovers podcast. And of course, you guys can also go on ahead, go to www.movieloversunite.com for all your entertainment news and needs. And then of course, you guys can also get in contact with me at movieloversunite at gmail.com. And you can also follow me on Facebook at movie lovers, TV lovers Unite over there. And also too on Instagram and also on Pinterest as well. And then you can follow me on Movie Lovers Unit on Twitter and John DiGiorgio8 on Twitter. And then you guys can also follow me as well on Stereo at Movie Lovers Unit over there. Those are all the places that you can actually reach us at, um, reach me at anyways. Um, We actually have another show going on for tomorrow night. So make sure that you guys actually stay tuned for that. And then, of course, we're going to be doing our Marvel May movies that uh, for all this month. Uh, on Sunday or Saturday, was it Saturday or Sunday that we're doing the Deadpool 2? I think it's next week. Next okay. Saturday. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah next Sunday. Um, next Sunday. Next, yeah. Next Sunday, we're doing Deadpool 2, and I believe next Saturday, the 22nd, we're doing uh, Sarah from, um, like, the, yeah. We'll Get That Rose um, podcast about The Bachelor. She'll be joining John and I. But maybe my like my, I, I believe our friend Sean. I'm not 100 percent sure. Well, or, 
Yeah. Or we're we're doing Silver Linings Playbook. Um, and then tentatively this Saturday, John and I will be doing our review for the new HBO Max movie that's premiering on Friday called Those Who Wish Me Dead. So all the, like everybody that saw the trailer reaction to it, it looks pretty intense and looks kind of fun to do. Um, and I think Thursday, John, aren't we doing our worst of 2012 and yeah. hopefully Thursday? We're definitely doing that. We're doing our worst of 2012, our year in review. Uh, there's actually some other stuff that's going to be some exciting stuff that's going to be dropping for next week that I'm going to tell you guys about coming up either tomorrow or Thursday. So go on ahead, stay tuned for that. Give us a like, give us a share, tell everybody about movie lovers unite. And always until next time, guys, it's been real. It's been fun. I can't wait to do this again. And bye-bye.